Thank you, Brother Dave. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you take them and turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter number 6. 1 Timothy chapter number 6. We're thinking these days about foster care awareness uh, on this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we, we know there are those who are not here with us and we pray for their safe return as they're on their trips. And also for all of you who are joining online, may the Lord bless you. We miss you. May the Lord bless you to come back with us when you can. First Timothy chapter number six, Paul is reminding Timothy, the young preacher, of some responsibilities of what he is to say, how he is to instruct the church and the churches that he would be involved in preaching and pastoring and sharing with. And in first Timothy chapter six, verse 17, Paul says to Timothy, instruct those who are rich in the present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Verse 18, instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word, and may the Holy Spirit of God take the word of God and apply it to our life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So what must we do as rich Christians? What must we say and what must we do? Well, Paul reminds us that in the riches that we have in this present world, we're not to put our confidence and be proud. Pride should not come because of the riches that we possess. And our riches are a false hope. They're fool's gold. We cannot fix our hope upon riches because one day we will die and our riches will go to someone else. The uncertainty of riches, they're here today, then they're gone. You have it today, you don't have it tomorrow. These, these uh, riches that we have in our life in this world are not what we're to focus on. We're to focus our hope upon God through the Lord Jesus Christ who supplies us with everything to enjoy. God is our provider. God gives us what we need just as we need it and just as he can supply for us. He knows exactly what you need today in your life. He knows exactly the... the uh, the kinds of issues you are facing in your life. He knows what you need before you ask. Consider the birds, consider the lilies, the field, and the flowers. Uh, consider all of that and remember what the Lord said. You're more important than all of that. You, are, you matter to God and your life matters to God. And if you will allow Him to do it, if you'll open your heart to Him, he will make a change in your life and He will save you and bring you around to a new way of life. So as we think about Foster Care Awareness Month, this is something that we have, uh, we have come to as a church, commit ourselves to do better. Donna is going to challenge us in a moment and I want us to hear her challenge. I'm thankful to get to know her and to be her friend and uh, many of us in our church on the staff have met her and we appreciate her and who she represents. Before she comes, I only remind you of this, that when needs come our way, we have a responsibility to do several things. Verse 18, 
When needs come our way, when they are presented to God's people, we are to do good. You see it there? Verse 18. Do good. Do good, church. Like our Lord who went about doing good. Do good. When you have the opportunity, do good. When you have the opportunity to speak, say good things. Don't say bad things. Do good. Do good things. Do what is right. Do what is honorable. Do what is Christ-like. Righteousness is goodness. Goodness is behavior that is lived in such a way that we treat others with goodness and kindness. So do good and then be rich in good works. This is how you measure. This is what we do with our lives. We do not count our riches by what we possess. Verse 17. We count riches when we do for others and do good works for God. We don't work so that we can be saved from our sin. We don't work because somehow we feel like this may be a way for God to give us a break. So that we can have a break when we go to heaven. No, you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved, but as a result of being saved, we do good, and we're rich in good works. What must this church be known for? We must be known for being people who do good, and are rich in good works. Rich in good works, and what else? We're generous. We're generous with our resources financially, we're generous with our time, we're generous toward others. We don't look at it as, a, uh, as an inconvenience when people come our way or when needs come our way. We, we've seen it already as we've thought about the Lord's everyday stories. Uh, the, the good Samaritan, the one who showed goodwill. He was interrupted. He was generous. He showed himself good toward one who had experienced difficulties. Today we're going to think again about the painful reality that even this day, even this day, children were taken from their homes by DCS because there was a problem in the home. We're not going to discount that or dismiss it. We're going to face it as real. We're going to face the fact that there's a real issue about where children can go when they can't be in their own home. We're going to think about the needs that surround us. These needs are real. And our church must find a way in all, of the, all the ways we do our work, with all of our people in the very... Some of you can foster. And you should step forward and say, we will foster. Others of us cannot, but we'll volunteer. Others of us will serve in other ways. We will be generous. We'll extend and expand our ministry in a church to include foster care and helping with the assistance we can along with other churches in Dixon County and around Tennessee with this very important issue. So do good church when it comes to foster care. Be rich in good works. Ask the Lord today while we're here, as we're here and we're listening to Donna, as we listen, say, Lord, let me hear what your servant is saying, let me hear what she is saying to us about the urgent needs and then step forward and be generous. And look at the last phrase Paul gives us in verse 18. Be ready to share. Be ready to share. It's the first lesson we teach our children to share. It's the first lesson we teach our children. So what about you today? Are you willing to share 
Are you willing to share your time? Are you willing to share of your resources? Are you willing to share your life with another one? Another child, another person who needs a place? At the end of the service today, <clears throat> four of our dear people who have been foster parents, we're going to finish hearing their story on video. You know all these people who are going to give their testimony. You know them well. And we'll come to appreciate them as representing what we're talking about here. They did good. They've been rich in good works. Sacrificed and been generous. And they've been ready to share. So what did the Lord say in these last days? Be ready. Be ready. And while we're waiting for the Lord's return, we do good. We serve God. We're ready to help whoever comes our way. So today we will we'll practice that as we hear our sister in the Lord, Donna Lorhorn, come and share with us a little bit more about her today, just before she comes. She's a graduate of UT Martin, has a bachelor's degree from there. She is also, she has a master's in social work from Western Kentucky University. She also ministers at uh, Burke's Chapel AME Church in uh, Paducah, Kentucky, and she has a, a Master of Divinity degree from Liberty University, and uh, we're glad that she's here with us today, and also Jackie uh, Hopkins is here, and Jessica, oh, is it Jessica, is that right? Raise your hands there, There's, here's two more of our DCS folks from Dixon County, would you welcome them to church? Donna, come on right now. <clears throat> As Donna comes, now look, the last hour didn't do so well. It's time for you to talk back to the preacher when she comes. She's going to come and share with us. And as she comes, you, you uh, respond back to her. And we're so honored you'd be here with us. And they're, they're, they'll get warmed up. They'll get going. You just have to give them a minute. Okay. okay. All right. Welcome, Donna. Donna, tell us how long. Donna is also, by the way, the new regional director for the Northwest region of of uh, DCS, and she can talk about how big that is so that all of you can know and appreciate her, her task. How long have you been at the work? And then tell us a little bit about the region and wherever else you want to go, and I'll jump in once in a while. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> um, I have been with DCS or with child, doing child welfare for almost 25 years. It'll be 25 years in November. And I'll tell you this, when I started, I was just going to be doing it a short while. Just a little while. It was just long enough to, to get my feet wet. It was long enough to get a good paycheck. And then I was going to go on and do something else. But how many of you know that when God calls you to do something, you do it? Mm -hmm. And so here I am almost 25 years later. And even though I quit, y'all, at least once a week in my head. <laughs> I'm still here and I can't imagine doing anything else. And so a lot of that is because I work with some really awesome people like uh, Jackie and Jessica. And then the caseworkers who give of their time and their talent and their hearts every single day. Like Pastor Mike said, we cover um, the Northwest region is 13 counties. We cover all the way from the Mississippi River to the Tennessee River. I asked the question in the uh, first service, how many of you have ever been to 
to Lake County. Anybody ever been to Real Foot Lake? Raise your hands. Don't be shy. Even if you went there on Sunday, you can go ahead and raise your hand. <laughs> and if you went to Real Foot Lake from Dixon, how long did it take you to get there? <laughs> Forever. Did you think you were ever going to get there? You just drove and you drove and you drove and you drove and you were finally there. So that's what we covered. That's what it looks like. Some days look just like that. My workers get in their car and they drive and they drive and they drive because this is the reality. There are 122 kids in custody in Dixon County. There's around 486, 83, 86 kids in our region. 122 in Dixon. You got those numbers? 483, 40, 486 in the Northwest region. 122 in Dixon. In foster care. How many foster homes do you think we have? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. How many foster homes do you think we need if we have 483, 86 in the region and 122 in Dixon? How many do you think we need in Dixon? A lot. A lot, right? We need at least 122. I'm not a mathematician, but that just makes sense to me, right? So if we have 122 kids in foster care in Dixon we need 122 foster homes. Now, guess how many we have? Anybody willing to, to guess? How many? 20? Did I hear somebody say 20? You are spot on. There are about 20 foster homes in Dixon County, and that's DCS foster homes. We have about seven provider homes. And so what we have does not meet the need. We have 135 foster homes across the region. And how many kids did I say we had across the, the region? 400 and what? Is the math mathing? Does that make sense? So what does that mean for you? What does that mean? I don't know if you guys follow the liturgical calendar or not, but if you do, then you know that today is Pentecost Sunday. Anybody know what Pentecost Sunday is? If you'll turn to Acts 2 sometime this week and look at that first verse, it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together in one place, in one accord. The day of Pentecost was the coming of the Holy Spirit. It was the birth of the church. And you'll see those disciples becoming apostles. And those who were left behind, y'all, they came up with a plan. They wanted to do God's work. You heard him talk about uh, uh, our charge and what we are called to do and we're called to do good. And what does it mean to do good? Well, as those apostles got together and as they began talking and as they began planning, one of the things that they talked about, if you go to Acts 6 sometime, they talked about the orphans and the widows. The orphans 
and the widows. The orphans and the widows. And what's, what's the similarity between the orphans and the widows? They don't have anybody to take care of them, do they? And this is where you come into play. If you've said to yourself that, that uh, Jesus is my Savior, and I've decided that I'm going to walk with him, I'm going to talk with him, I'm going to follow him, I'm going to be like him, then guess what? There is work for you to do. It's not just enough for you to say it. You've got to do it. And so I come today making a plea that you would open up your heart and that you would open up your home to be a foster parent for DCS. And I've been doing this a long time, and I know I don't look like I've been here for 25 years because I don't look a day over 30. I get it. I know you're in disbelief. But I've been doing it a long time, y'all. And because I've been doing it a long time, I've heard all kinds of excuses. The biggest excuse, I think, is I'll get attached. I said this in the first service. You ought to get attached. How can you invite somebody into your home and not like them at least a little bit? Do you have people come visit you and stay for a little while that you don't like? Do you? So my expectation is that when you decide to become a foster parent, that you get attached, that you love them, you love them real big. That when I say you open up your home and your heart, I mean those words. It means that you love them like you love your own. We need people that will do that. We need people to show them a different way. And I know so many times we live in our own little bubbles and we don't know what's going on in the world. We watch Lifetime and every uh, now and then we'll, we'll turn on the news and, and we'll see all the mess that they're reporting and we get sucked in and we believe it. But it's all not true. I'm not saying, let me rephrase it. Some of it may be true, but, but there's more to it. And we want to teach you about what the more is. We want to teach you the more so you'll open up your home and you'll open up your heart. Your children, how many of you have children who are in school? They are probably in school with someone who is in foster care. And that someone who is in foster care may or may not be from this region, may or may not be from this area, because just like we struggle with foster homes, the other parts of the state struggle too. Our goal always is to place a child in their community. How important is it to be around people who look like you, who talk like you, who know about the things that you know about? And so that's what we try to do. But how many kids did I tell you were in custody in, DC, in uh, Dixon County? How many? And how many foster homes did I say we had? So unless we have a whole lot of uh, uh, mansions here in, in Dixon with 
16 bedrooms and, and, and 13 bathrooms and two or three kitchens, that they're not going to fit, are they? So what does that tell you? There's a need. And who can fulfill that need? You. You can fulfill that need. If you will open your home and if you will open your heart and just let us in and then let those babies in, I promise you, you won't regret it. And there will be times that you get kiddos that um, just aren't a fit. But there will be some times that you get some and you just don't ever want to let them go. Brother Mike asked me how, how you could uh, pray for, for DCS, how you could pray for the workers. I don't know if you were paying attention to Jessica a little while ago. As soon as we got started, she had to go out. She had a phone call. He said earlier that the work of DCS, it, it never stops. We are on call 24-7. Jessica serves as our placement team leader. And what that means is when a kiddo comes in, her team works to find them the best possible placement. And when you hear the, the, the um, quote, no rest for the weary, that weary that they're talking about is Jessica and Jackie. Because while, while Jessica is finding the placement, Jackie is finding people who are ready to get in their cars and load up and take them where they need to go. So pray for them because there are lots of things that they miss. Lots of time with their own families. Lots of time with with their own friends. Pray for them because sometimes they don't know if they're coming or if they are going. They don't know if it's up or if it's down. So many times they walk in that office and they have the best laid plans. They're going to do a little bit of this and they're going to do a little bit of that and they're going to go here and they're going to go there. And then they get to the call that turns everything upside down. Just on Friday, late afternoon, while people are preparing for their long weekend, we get a call that a child has entered custody in Lake County. We thought we were all placed, didn't we, Jessica? We, we thought we were done. But then we had to figure out what we were going to do with that kiddo, where we were going to place him, and who was going to go get him. And did he have everything that he needed? Did he have clothes? Did he have shoes? Did he have his medicine? We had to get to work and get to work real fast to make sure that these things got done. And so if you're one of those who says, I want to help, but I can't be a foster parent, well, you can volunteer. And you can volunteer to ride with a DC, DCS worker, to transport a child. You can volunteer to sit at our Dream Center. Has anybody heard of our Dream Center? We have a, a partnership with Cross Point Church. And they have a place where we're able to do visits and kids are able to stay. They're able to sleep. They're able to lay their heads down if we can't find a foster home. And so sometimes we have to stay there. And you could volunteer to be one of those who sits with a DCS worker. Because there always has to be at least two. 
you can volunteer to go pick up food. How many of you said you have kids? Kids like snacks, <laughs> all kinds of snacks. They don't want uh, the same thing every day. <laughs> they want things that you don't have. Well, you can go get it for them. I promise you they'll love you real big if you bring them some hot Cheetos. <laughs> if you can't do that, you can volunteer to come answer the phones, to do some filing. You can just be there. Sometimes just your presence goes a long way because so often our workers feel like they have been forgotten about. They feel like they've been cast aside. They feel like nobody understands and nobody cares. And so you just opening up your heart to them is a big thing. When you lay your head down at night, think about all those babies in this county who don't have a mama or a daddy, grandparents, aunts, uncles to call their own. And think about how you can open up your home and open up your heart to, to welcome them in. And then pray. And ask God to comfort them and, and keep them and lead them and guide them and protect them. You are needed. This is your county, and these are your babies. Won't you help them? Thank you. <laughs>